This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. We are going to head over to Dubai, I think. Of course, all of our Cricket World Cup coverage with PIC insurance brokers going in a bat for you from quote to claim time. I think we have maybe a little bit of Glenn Phillips on the line. It'd be good to talk to old GP. Is Glenn, are you there, mate? Yeah, I got you guys. How you doing? We're good, mate. Commiserations for uh, for the result of today, but you must be absolutely delighted with delighted with the campaign from from yourself and all the boys. Yeah, you know it's been a it's been a long run. You know, starting all the way back from in uh, in Auckland in the home summer. You know, we've been putting in a lot of good performances, and it showed this World Cup that we put in that hard effort and, you know, we gave 100% the whole way through. Unfortunately, we couldn't bring the trophy home, but, you know, the way we played in the semifinals and then the way we held our nerves through the whole pool round as well, it, it was, it's been a fantastic shot. Hey, mate, what was it like, uh, you know, you, you battled with uh, Kane Williamson in that first innings. He was absolutely outstanding, mate. We just sit standing there in awe watching his performance and what unfolded and, you know, what a wonderful innings from, from your inspirational skipper. Yeah, you know, it was, I think that was probably one of those one-in-a-lifetime knocks. Um, the way he was hitting the ball on that surface compared to the rest of us was just unreal. Um, you know, <laughs> oh, we might just have a couple of little phone line issues. Seems like Dubai's just a bit scratchy today on it. The old presentation and now the phone. He's always good. He's always good chat to me, Glenn Phillips. Mm. Once in a lifetime knock. There you go. That's how good a knock mm. that was. And I think I'm going to side with, with Louis, actually. I, I think, for me, the choices for in pole would be Kane Williamson. A little bias on it, but yep. I, yep. I thought that innings, it was just, it was like a magician at work. And I think that's what Glenn Phillips was just trying to, allude to there as well hopefully we'll, we'll get him back because it'd be great to ask him a couple of questions around maybe the surface and, and the score that they that they got did they feel at the halfway mark that was enough hopefully we get him back soon as otherwise you and i can just keep talking cricket before we get off to the all blacks a little bit later on 
because I've got some meaty questions for you on the All Blacks, my friend. <laughs> some real meaty ones. Yeah, yeah. No, I was, I was, I was looking forward to hearing because he just touched on this. He's like once in a lifetime knock. You know, like that was inspirational, and I wanted to get a bit of an understanding of what were the biggest. We spoke about it with Shawnee, the learnings. And I think Mitchell Marsh would have seen those learnings from what um, you know Kane Williamson was doing on the pitch, how he was attacking the bowlers and attacking Mitchell's starts. For one, who bowls very, very quick. How do you even attack a guy like that who's very, very rapid? And there was actually a question before Bears that came through. Do you think Lockie Ferguson would have made a big difference? Do you think Lockie Ferguson, if we had Lockie and his speed and another really lethal bowling threat, so maybe it'd, it'd be with um, Bolte and um, Saudi. He made a big, big difference. Um, look, I, I think Lockie is one of the best bowlers in the world in this format. So I think he would have made a difference, but would it have been a match-defining difference? Possibly, because he would have had. To, we needed wickets, and and his raw pace might have been the might have been the, that factor, but. But, um, yeah, I guess it wasn't to be. I still thought Milne actually bowled okay, just missed his lengths and his lines just ever so slightly. But here's, I think Glenn Phillips is back on the line with us. Are you there, Glenn? Yeah, I got you guys. Sorry about that. Sorry about that, mate. So were you, just, you, were, you were talking about Kane's knock and saying it was once-in-a-lifetime knock, seeing it from the other end. You want to carry on with that? Yeah, yeah it was unbelievable to watch. Um you know, just how he moved around the crease. A couple of things going his way as well. You know, that over against Stark was just a massive game changer for us. Um, you know, it allowed us to put that type of score on, on the board and also be able to have a little bit more firepower at the end. Um, you know, we we thought probably 160 was a good score at 10 overs and the fact that we got to 170 was an added bonus. But obviously the way Australia played on that, it was, it was almost like it was a different pitch. You know, they, they struck everything so clean. Yeah, that's that's question I've got for you. Was it a different pitch in the second innings? Did it slide on at all? Um, and then secondly, there, there were so many occasions where the ball, on another day, it seemed they uh, it could have flown into hands, but they kept landing short. I think you had one in particular. Was it just one of those days where things just didn't quite go to hand? Yeah, um, I think the, the second innings did get a little bit chewy. Um, you know, that may have been the difference where Zampa had the, the chance to be able to grip the ball properly and, and each potentially didn't, you know. Um, and it's it's not necessarily an excuse or anything like that. That's just the way the, the cricket goes and we all have to be uh, ready and prepared for those different conditions. And I... Yeah, I got you guys. Sorry about that. Oh, good. Okay. You're talking about the conditions with each in the bowlers? Yeah, he was unbelievable to watch. Um, you know, just how he moved around the crease. A couple of things going his way as well. You know, that over against Stark was just a massive game changer for us. Um, you know, it allowed us to put that type of score on, on the board and also be able to have a little bit more firepower at the end. Um, you know, we we thought probably 160 was a good score at 10 overs, and the fact that we got to 170 was an added bonus. But obviously the way Australia played on that, it was, it was almost like it was a different pitch. You know, they, they struck everything so clean. Well, 
Well, we might let Glenn Phillips go because I don't know about you. He's either an absolute genius to be able to repeat exactly the same thing or uh, we're having a couple issues from over there. So we might let uh, yeah. GP go, unfortunately, and we'll have to try and catch up with him later on. We have got Gary Stead, we think, coming up out of uh, the break. I guess that's the thing in these times. They're in high demand and we appreciate them giving up their time to, to come and speak to us. Hopefully we'll get a clear line through to the coach of the Black Caps very shortly. It's 7.49 here on the morning. In the morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Coming up shortly, Gary Stead.